From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. On the education scene, a Sark Foundation course is finished with the candidate sitting for the exam. This was the first course and exam conducted by Summerland Lismore since the AMC took over the exam system. The new exam system is a little simpler than the old one. The major change is that the exam is sent to Tasmania to be marked. That means that the candidate has to wait for the result, and when it comes, neither the candidate nor Sark Education know what answers were incorrect. This is unfortunate as it denies both the candidate and the course provider an opportunity to improve. Hopefully the situation will change as the AMC moves amateur radio qualifications into the 21st century. Moving into the 21st century and on WIA front page news, WIA Secretary Peter Klee has written a great article on WRC19. Today in WIA broadcast, we're going to have a look at what the RSGB have written. The WRC has agreed to make no frequency allocations or other changes to the radio regulations to accommodate wireless power transmission for electric vehicles, WPTEV. Much more work remains to be done on an urgent basis in the ITU and other standards organisations if radio communication services are to be adequately protected from harmful interference that may be generated by WPTEV both at the fundamental frequency and from unwanted emissions. Consideration of a new 50 MHz allocation in Region 1 to harmonise the allocations in all three regions was the subject of spirited debate in a sub-working group chaired by Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, of the Australian delegation. The four RTOs in Region 1 made disparate proposals to the conference and a small group of administrations proposed no change. An agreement has been reached, subject to confirmation by the regional groups, that will provide administrations in Region 1 with flexibility in how to accommodate their amateurs. I'd keep a look on wia.org.au front page news for all the latest on WRC 19. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide... It is relayed on 6 metres on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I'm Ben, VK5, Bravo Bravo. Hello, this is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, with some important information for Foundation Licence Candidates and the clubs that provide Foundation Licence Training. In September this year, the ACMA announced wide-ranging amendments to the conditions for the Amateur Foundation Licence including the removal of restrictions on the use of digital modes, such as DMR. The amendments increase the flexibility, utility and relevance of the Foundation Licence by removing unnecessary restrictions, while balancing the risk of interference to other radio spectrum users. Since 2005, the Foundation Licence Manual, now in its third revision, has been the prime study resource for those wishing to gain a Foundation Licence in Australia. The WIA's Foundation Manual Publication Team has just released a supplement to reflect the new licence conditions. The supplement is available for download from the WIA website at www.wia.org.au and just follow the links to the Foundation Licence page. 
A word of caution though, the Foundation Licence Syllabus is the responsibility of the ACMA and we believe syllabus changes are unlikely before December this year. However, the supplement does contain some possibilities loosely based on the new UK Foundation Licence Syllabus. The syllabus items shown in the supplement are examples only and at the time of writing they do not form any part of the Foundation Licence Assessment. The WIA does not provide licence assessments and it's reasonably assumed that the question bank has been modified to remove outdated items. However, examination candidates should clarify the latest requirements with their assessment service provider. Further supplements to the Foundation Licence Manual will be released as required. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, for the Foundation Licence Manual Publications team. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART. Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. In New Zealand, fixed service band plan in 80 GHz has been updated with the addition of 500 MHz and 750 MHz channels to meet the demand of new fixed link radio equipment. These channels are now available for use in the NZ register of radio frequencies. In the United Kingdom, medical pager information live-streamed. Reports say a person has been live-streaming sensitive medical patient information that was being sent to pages. Pages often use the Flex and POXSAG protocols, which are not encrypted and are easy to receive and decode with an SDR dongle and easily found software. The Gizmod article by Jennings Brown in part says, Security researcher Daily Border said he found the video stream by chance. The webcam was pointed at a computer monitor displaying decoded pager messages containing details of calls made by NHS and ambulance service dispatchers to on-call medics. You can see details of calls coming in, their name, address and injury. CDXC, the UK DX Foundation, has announced a donation of $2,600 to Clublog for significant hardware upgrades. The grant is in addition to the $650 CDXC donates each year to support the site. Established in 2008, Club Log has become an essential tool for DXs and DXpeditions. The hardware upgrade will improve resiliency, enhance performance and facilitate further innovation. Wow, amazing, totally amazing, thank you, thank you, was the reaction of Club Log author Michael Golf 7 Victor Juliet Romeo. Supported by a team of volunteers around the world, Clublog hosts 590 million contacts and serves 69,000 active users. To the USA, researchers transmit energy with a laser in historic power beaming demonstration. For the first time, hundreds of watts of power were wirelessly transmitted hundreds of metres with an integrated system that ensured the safety of operators and bystanders, writes an anonymous slash dot reader sharing a new press release from the US Naval Research Lab. This could be the first step towards drones that never have to land. 
According to the US Navy, the power transmitted came from an electrical outlet in the building. On one end of the testing facility, one of the largest test facilities for model ships in the world, the receiver was converting the laser energy to DC power, which an inverter was turning into AC power to run lights, several laptops and a coffee maker. Still in the USA, Samsung Space Selfie Satellite crashes into family's backyard. A Michigan family was shocked to find a space satellite in their yard, reports a local TV station. Nancy Mumby-Welk shared a video on Facebook walking up to a satellite laying on its side. You never know what's going to happen, Welk says in the video. This baby fell out of the sky and landed in our yard, she went on to say. According to the Gratiot County Herald, Nance heard the crash around 8.45am just before they were going to let their horses out. Thank God none of the horses were out and it didn't land on the house, she explains in the video. She walked up to it and the satellite was still humming and whirring. Making noise on behalf of Radio's Quiet Zone. This story is about a radio astronomy research facility in West Virginia and its relationship to Wi-Fi, or should we perhaps call it Why Not Fi? West Virginia's Green Bank Observatory, the first national astronomy observatory in the U.S., has scored groundbreaking discoveries, from black holes and pulsars to neutron stars. It has even searched for extraterrestrial life. One wonders if it spotted that whirring satellite from our previous story. Its centrepiece is the 485-foot-tall Green Bank Telescope, which has an operating range from 100 megahertz to 116 gigahertz. For fans of radio, Wi-Fi and some electronics, however, one less welcome discovery in Greenbank is the facility's long-standing need to live without RFI affecting its delicate operations. The FCC established a national radio quiet zone 61 years ago to limit RFI. The state itself has protective restrictions. These bans predate Wi-Fi, however, not to mention smartphones and even smart home appliances. Fear not, says an article in Popular Mechanics. With a nod to the march of tech progress, the observatory is looking at a variety of possible solutions for the locals, including something called Li-Fi, a form of wireless communication in the terahertz range that uses infrared and visible light. The locals are hopeful. They're just not texting one another about it, at least not yet. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia... From VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Hunter Valley, it's relayed on 146.775 MHz and 3.565 MHz at 9.30am and 7.30pm Sundays. On behalf of Westlake's Amateur Radio Club Incorporated, I'm Greg. VK2CW. News, talk and radio sport. Here with VK1WIA. AM Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. Gabon. TR8CR. Rolling will be QRP as TR8CR until December 15. Activity will be on the hedge of bands using CW. QSLYF6AJA. Anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany. Look for special event stations DM70GER and DL70BRD now active until December 31st, 2019 to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany, which was established on May 23rd, 1949. 
Operations will be on CW and SSB. Not long to log this one. Celebrating its 50th anniversary, the Sweden's National Society for the Active Visually Impaired is active as SF50CG throughout 2019. QSL via SM0BYD. Special call EI19RE active for 2019. The special call sign EI19RE will be active for the duration of 2019 to commemorate the establishment of the first Irish Parliament. It first met in January of 1919 following a landslide victory for the Irish Nationalists in December 1918. In the World DX, amateurs in Turkey are using the special call sign TC10GITRAD to mark the 10th anniversary of the radio group GITRAD. They are on the air all year through to 31st December. No cards are required. However, if you need a paper QSL card, please mail yours directly to TA7AZC and include a stamp self-addressed envelope and money for postage. BARTG GB60ATG Special Event Members of the British Amateur Radio Teledata Group, BARTG, are active as GB60ATG until June 2020. The BARTG is celebrating their 60th year Diamond Jubilee anniversary with this call sign, and special awards are available for contacts with GB60ATG using any data mode. New Caledonia FK QRV is FK8CJ from Namir, IOTA OC032, until the end of 2019, on 30, 20 and 17 metres. QSL to F6EYB. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With the latest worldwide special interest group news, I'm Cole, VK3GTV. And first up, it's CW. Candidates with 100% CW copy receive an award. Thailand's Amateur Radio Society, REST, conducted an intermediate amateur radio exam along with the compulsory eight words per minute Morse code test at Bangkok University's Rangsit campus, and those who passed will be able to operate on the HF bands. A total of 96 candidates sat the exam and 44 passed the CW examination at eight words per minute, with 13 of those copying the Morse code that was sent without any errors, including two boys one 11 years old and the other 14 years old. Those who passed the CW test with 100% copy were awarded a world map by RAST. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, D-Star. The Newsline US-based broadcast of approximately 20 minutes on D-Star Reflector 91C Wednesday nights. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including D-Star Reflector 91C on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. local time in Melbourne, Australia. Clayton VK7ZCR is the Reflector Coordinator. The D-Star broadcast is at 7.30 p.m. Melbourne Australian time, which is 0830 UTC, and all comments about or to Newsline weather inside or outside of Australia are welcome. VK3PG, who sent in this article, says it must be remembered that Clayton, VK7ZCR, the Reflector 91C coordinator in Hobart, Tasmania, which is the owner of Reflector 91C, is the very first in Australia to put these broadcasts to D-Star. 
Not forgetting also the DMR services broadcast Interlink in Tasmania, which he runs at the same time as the D-Star broadcast. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Tony, VK5ZAI, still at it. Wednesday last, around 7pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, several educational institutes in Milano spoke to the International Space Station thanks to a telebridge hookup from South Australia and VK5ZAI. NA1SS astronaut Luca Parmitano, KF5KDP, at the mic in space. Get ready for the transit of Mercury. One of the biggest astronomy events of the year is a day away. The transit on Mercury, when Mercury will pass directly in front of the Sun, creating a jet-black circular sunspot that SpaceWeather.com says anyone can safely observe. Find out when and how to look on the November 5 edition of spaceweather.com. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA, OC237. Operators, Booty, YF1AR, Mo Sofyan, YC1KK, Mohammed, YC1BIQ, and Booty, YB1MAE, are active as home calls portable from the Biwar Lighthouse, IDO074, on Biwar Island, Indonesia, between November 7 and 14, activity will be on 160 to 10 metres using mainly FT8 with some CW and SSB. QSL details are in the text edition of this broadcast and more info and updates are available at yf1ar.com slash 2019. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Scouting. Amateur Radio at the World Scout Jamboree Free PDF. An article in the December 2019 issue of ARRL's QST magazine covers amateur radio at the World Scout Jamboree. Scouts made contacts via amateur satellites and spoke with an astronaut on the International Space Station. The ARRL have made the PDF of this article available for free download. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio In the USA, main radio amateurs are helping to deploy AM-band public information radio service. It's said to be that nation's first country-wide emergency AM radio station, and all with the help of radio amateurs. Waldo County Emergency Management Agency Director Dale Rowley, KC1LKI, said they realised that the last option in emergencies most people have for getting information is by broadcast radio. He added emergency shelters had previously been established but could not get the word to residents that the shelters were open. They couldn't watch TV, and their smartphone batteries were dead. Rowley's agency learned about emergency radio advisory stations and determined that they could be a solution. The Radio Safe Wide Area Emergency Broadcast System is by Information Station Specialists, which has provided a similar station for Dayton Hamvention visitors. The company developed a compact, centre-loaded whip antenna with a small ground plane that will cover the mostly rural coastal county. Brit, AB1KI, and Robert, W1EBA, with the Waldo County Emergency Management Agency, are handling system planning and will install the new service at the county's tower site on 530 kilohertz. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, SOTA. The SOTA 2020 and beyond Flavours Challenge. A series of themed challenges will take place in 2020 as part of the SOTA Summits on the Air Awards Programme. The idea is to encourage SOTA activity on bands and modes that are popular in amateur radio generally, but somewhat underrepresented in SOTA. 
The SOTA Flavours Challenge 2020 categories and dates are January 1st to 7th, LF, 160 metres and 80 metres, February 1st to 7th, Data Modes, March 1st to 7th, Digital Voice, and April 1st to 7th, LF, 160 metres and 80 metres. Scoring for activators is the number of unique QSO partners worked multiplied by the number of unique summits activated. And for chasers, the number of unique activators worked multiplied by the number of unique summits worked. Only QSOs made on the nominated band or mode on the date specified will count towards challenge scores. And to take part in the Flavours Challenge, it's easy. Just simply enter your activator and chaser logs into the SOTA database as normal. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, VHF and above, the Plumber's Delight, 122 gigahertz ham radio band on Hackaday. Neil, G4DBN, has released details of his latest project on the popular Hackaday site, a set of feed horns, reference horns and flange couplers for use with the silicon radar TRA120002 chipset on the 122GHz amateur radio band. Check out the website hackaday.io for more info. And that's it for this week's Worldwide Special Interest Groups News. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. I'm Simon, VK4FSIH. The WIA National News can be heard in the Greater Gold Coast area on Sundays at 0900 hours on 146700 MHz. Grab your cup of coffee and take 30 minutes out to keep in touch and up to date with all that is happening with amateur radio, not only here in Australia, but worldwide too. So if you're in the greater Gold Coast or going to be visiting the Gold Coast, be listening from 0900 hours, Sunday mornings to 146700 for the WIA National News. Rewind. I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. A Canadian trailblazer, Fern Blodgett Sunday, was the first woman to work as a wireless radio operator at sea, serving aboard an Allied merchant ship during the Battle of the Atlantic. A volunteer steering committee, along with its community partner, the Coburg Museum Foundation, will erect a life-sized bronze statue commemorating Fern, who passed away in 1991 the first Canadian woman to earn a professional radio operator's licence and the first female radio operator, a Sparks, to work at sea. Breaking naval barriers, Fern served aboard the motor ship Mossdale during the Second World War's Battle of the Atlantic, which was the long, deadly struggle between the Allied and Axis powers to control vital shipping lanes. Educational materials, as well as an unveiling ceremony in October 2020, will pay tribute to Fern and to all Canadian naval forces and merchant mariners who served at sea during the battle. The statue and plaque will be located at the Coburg, Ontario waterfront. How a young Canadian found herself the only woman on a Norwegian merchant vessel serving her country as a radio operator during 78 dangerous transatlantic crossings in a theatre of war, breaking educational and maritime barriers to get there. And the Society Radio Amateurs of Canada, RAC, is committed to telling the story. A tribute to Fern Blodgett Sunday was published in the September-October 2019 issue of the Canadian Amateur Magazine and is freely available at rac.ca. With Rewind, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK.
This is Andrew, VK3CAH, from the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, with a reminder that the Rosebud Radio Fest will be held this year on Sunday the 17th of November. In addition to sales of new and pre-loved equipment in the main hall, the Rosebud Radio Fest sets itself apart with the excellent range of technical forums which I've presented. This year, topics being covered are Comparison and design of Yagi matching methods Finding and locating HF noise and getting the most from the new amateur licence conditions. So come along and enjoy the equipment sales, great catering, and excellent forums of the Rosebud Radio Fest. See you in Rosebud. This is Andrew, VK3CAH. Thanks for that, Rosebud. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.